We need to be careful of what we think and talk, because thought runs in currents as real as those of air and water. Of what we think and talk we attract to us like a current of thought. This acts on mind or body for good or ill. If thought was visible to the physical eye, we should see its currents flowing to and from people. We should see that persons similar in temperament, character, and motive are in the same literal current of thought. We should see that a person in a despondent and angry mood was in the same current with others despondent or angry, and that each one in such mood serves as an additional battery or generator of such thought and is strengthening that particular current. We should see that these forces working in similar manner and connecting the hopeful, courageous, and cheerful with all others hopeful, courageous, and cheerful. When you are in low spirits or blue, you have acting on you the thought current coming from all others in low spirits. You are in oneness with the despondent order of thought. The mind is then sick. It can be cured, but a permanent cure cannot always come immediately when one has long been in the habit of opening the mind to this current of thought. In attracting to us the current of any kind of evil, we become for a time one with evil. In the thought current of supreme power for good, we may become more and more as one with that power, or in biblical phrase, one with God. That is the desirable thought current for us to attract. If a group of people talk of any form of disease or suffering, of deathbed scenes and dying agonies, if they cultivate this morbid taste for the unhealthy and ghastly, and it forms their staple topics of conversation, they bring in themselves a light current of thought, full of images of sickness, suffering, and things revolting to a healthy mind. This current will act on them and eventually bring them disease and suffering in some form. If we are talking much of sick people, or are much among them and thinking of them, be our motive what it may, we shall draw on ourselves a current of sickly thought, and its ill results will in time materialize itself in our bodies. We have far more to do to save ourselves than is now realized. When men talk business together, they attract a business current of idea and suggestion. The better they agree, the more of this thought current do they attract, and the more do they receive of idea and suggestion for improving and extending their business. In this way does the conference or discussion among the leading members of the company or corporation create the force that carries their business ahead. Travel in first-class style. Put up at first-class hotels and dress in apparel as costly as your purse can buy without running into the extreme of floppishness. In these things you find aids to place you in a current of relative power and success. If your purse does not now warrant such expenditure, or you think it does not, you can commence so living in mind. This will make you take the first steps in this direction. Successful people in the domain of finance unconsciously live up to this law. Desire for show influences some to this course. But there is another force and factor which so impels them. That is a wisdom of which their material minds are scarcely conscious. It is the wisdom of the spirit telling them to get in the thought current of the successful, and by such current be born to success. It is not a rounded-out success, but good as far as it goes. If our minds are, from what is falsely called economy, ever set on the cheap, cheap lodgings, cheap food, and cheap fares, we get in the thought current of the cheap, the slavish, and the fearful. Our views of life and our plans will be influenced and warped by it. It paralyzes that courage and enterprise implied in the old adage, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Absorbed in this current, and having it ever acting on you, it is felt immediately when you come into the presence of the successful, and causes them to avoid you. They feel in you the absence of that element, which brings them their relative success. It acts as a barrier, preventing the flow to you of their sympathy. 
Sympathy is a most important factor in business. Despite opposition and competition, a certain thought current of sympathy binds the most successful together. The mania for cheapness lies in the thought current of fear and failure. The thought current of fear and failure and the thought current of dash, courage, and success will not mingle nor bring together the individuals who are in these respective streams of thought. They antagonize, and between the two classes of mind is built a barrier more impenetrable than walls of stone. Live altogether in any one idea, any one reform, and you will get into the thought current of all other minds who are carrying that idea to extremes. There is no reform but what can be pushed too far. The harm of such extreme falls on the person who so pushes it. It warps mind, judgment, and reason all on one side. It makes fanatics, bigots, cranks, and lunatics, whether the idea involves an art or study, a science, a reform, or a movement. It connects the extremists of all people in such order and current of mind, no matter what their specialties may be. Such people often end in becoming furious haters of all who differ with them, and in so hating, expend their force in tearing themselves to pieces. The safe side lies in calling daily for the thought current of wisdom from the infinite mind. When that wisdom is more invoked, our reforms and organizations for the good of the whole will not run into internal wrangles almost as soon as they organize. As now conducted, the thought current of hatred of and antagonism to the oppressor and monopolist is admitted at their birth. This very force breeds quarrels and dissensions among the members. It is force used to tear down instead of build up. It is like taking the fire used to generate steam in the boilers and scattering it throughout the building. When people come together and in any way talk out their ill will toward others, they are drawing to themselves with tenfold power an injurious thought current. Because the more minds united on any purpose, the more power do they attract to affect that purpose. The thought current so attracted by those chronic complainers grumblers and scandal mongers will injure their bodies because whatever thought is most held in the mind is most materialized in the body if we are always thinking and talking of other people's imperfections we are drawing to us ever of that thought current and thereby incorporating into ourselves those very imperfections we have said in previous books that talk creates force and that the more who talk in sympathy, the greater is the volume and power of the thought current generated and attracted for good or ill. A group of gossips who can never put their heads together without raking over the faults of the absent are unconsciously working a law with terrible results to themselves. There is an exhilaration in scandal, and the raking over of our friends' or neighbors' or enemies' faults is almost equal to that produced by champagne. But in the end we pay dearly for these pleasures. If but two people were to meet at regular intervals and talk of health, strength, and vigor of body and mind, at the same time opening their minds to receive of the supreme the best idea as to ways and means for securing these blessings, they would attract to them a thought current of such idea. If these two people or more kept up these conversations on these subjects at a regular time and place and found pleasure in such communings and they found they were not forced or stilted if they could carry them on without controversy and enter into them without preconceived idea and not allow any shade of tattle or tale-bearing or censure of others to drift into their talk they would be astonished at the year's end at the beneficial results to mind and body because in so doing and coming together with a silent demand of the supreme to get the best idea they would attract to them a current of life-giving force let two or so commence rather than more for every two persons in the proper agreement and accord to bring the desired results are not easy to find the desire for such meetings must be spontaneous 
and any other motive will bar out the highest thought current for good. The old-fashioned revival meeting or camp meeting, through the combined action and desire of a number of minds, brought a thought current, causing for the time the ecstasy, fervor, and enthusiasm which characterized those gatherings of the North American Indian who worked himself into the frenzy of his war dance by a similar law. He brought to him by force of united desire a thought element and current which stimulated and even intoxicated him. His sole desire was to bring on him this mental intoxication. The more minds so working in the same vein, the quicker came the desired result. The real orator in his effort draws to him a current of thought which is sent again from him to his audience, thrills them. So does the inspired actor or actress. They bring a higher and more powerful element of thought to themselves first, and this flowing through them acts on the audience afterwards. If you dwell a great deal on your own faults, you will by the same laws attract more and more of their thought current, and so increase those faults. It is enough that you recognize in yourself those faults. Don't be always saying to yourself, I am weak or cowardly or ill-tempered or imprudent. Draw to yourself rather the thought current of strength, courage, even temper, prudence, and all other good qualities. Keep the image of these qualities in mind, and you will make them a part of yourself. You have sometimes been beset, absorbed, and even annoyed for days in the thought of the suit of clothes you wanted to buy, the cut, color, and fashion of a dress, the selection of a bonnet or cravat, until you were nothing in thought but clothes, bonnet, dress, hat, or some other detail of life. You may not have been able to make up your mind what you should buy, and then have possibly been tossed about mentally on the billows of indecision for days. You have then got into the thought current of thousands of other minds continually in this mood of thought. The surest way for a young woman to become ugly is to be discontented, peevish, cross, complaining, and envious of others. Because in these states of mind, she is drawing to her the invisible substance of thought, which acts on and injures her body. It ruins the complexion, makes lines and creases in the face, sharpens the nose, and transforms the face of youth into that of the shrew in a very quick time. I'm not moralizing here or saying, you ought not to do thus and so. It is simply cause and result. Put your face on the fire, and it is scarred and disfigured because of an element acting on it. Put your mind in the fire of ill will, envy, or jealousy, and it is also scarred, seamed, and disfigured because of an element as real as fire, though invisible, acting on it. All things that are evil and imperfect, such as disagreeable traits of character and others, things unpleasant to hear or look upon, should be gotten out of our minds as quickly as possible. Otherwise, if dwelt upon, they attract of their thought current. They will then become permanent spiritual fixtures, and these will in time materialize themselves into corresponding physical fixtures. If we are always keeping in mind the person doing some wrong thing, we are the more apt to do that very thing ourselves. Let us endeavor then with the help of the supreme power, to get into the thought current of things that are healthy, natural, strong, and beautiful. Let us try to avoid thoughts of disease, of suffering, of deformity, of faultiness. A field of waving grain or the rolling surf is better to contemplate than to pour over the horrors of a railway accident. We do not realize how much we are depressed physically and mentally by the incessant feast of horrors prepared for us by the daily press. We invoke in their perusal a thought current filled with things and images of horror and suffering. We bring ourselves in this way in connection and oneness with all other morbid and diseased mind, which lives and revels in this current. It leads not to life, but to disease and death. Neither others nor yourself are one particle aided by your knowing of every fire, explosion, 
murder, theft, or crime which the newspapers chronicle every 24 hours. If we read books written by cynical, sarcastic minds, who are so warped as to be able to see only the faults of others, and at last unable to see good anywhere, we bring on ourselves their unhealthy thought current, and are one with it. The arrow always tipped with ill nature and sarcasm is deadliest to him who sends it. In other words, the man who is ever inviting and cultivating this thought current is inviting the unrest, disease, and misfortune it will assuredly bring to him, and when we get too much into this mind, we invite similar results. You may be neat, careful, and methodical in your habits, exact and elaborate in your work, Yet if you associate closely with those who are careless and slovenly, you may find yourself a tendency to be also careless and slovenly, and a difficulty in resuming and carrying out your former neat, methodical, and orderly methods. Because you have not only absorbed of the careless mind, or the mind lacking patience to do anything reposefully, but the fragment of such mind, so absorbed, is acting as a magnet in attracting to you its like thought current. When an evil is known, it is half cured. Bear in mind, when you are in any unpleasant frame of mind, that a thought current of such disagreeable mood is acting on you. Bear in mind that you are then one in a sort of electrical connection with many other sickly and morbid minds all generating and sending unpleasant thought to each other. The next thing to be done is to pray or demand to get out of this current of evil thought. You cannot do this wholly of your own individual effort. You must demand of the supreme power to divert it from you. We can more and more invite the thought current of things that are lively, sprightly, and amusing. Life should be full of playfulness. Continued seriousness is but a few degrees removed from gloom and melancholy. Thousands live too much in the thought current of seriousness. Faces which wear a smiling expression are scarce. Some never smile at all. Some have forgotten how to smile, and it actually hurts them to smile, or to see others do so. Sickness and disease are nursed into fresher and fresher activity by the serious mood of mind. Habit continually strengthens the sad capacity of dwelling on the malady, which may be the merest trifle at first. People get so much into this current that woeful diseases are manufactured out of some trifling irritation in some part of the body. Many material things are helps to divert a thought current acting disagreeably on you. You may have a daily set of disagreeable symptoms. They may seem to come as adjuncts to the daily routine of life. The breakfast table, the furniture, the conversation, and even the persons immediately about you seem to recall them. Travel sometimes banishes them entirely. The sight of different surroundings diverts that particular thought current. Material remedies may temporarily affect the same result. So may any sudden change of life or occupation. But all these are secondary aids to the supreme power. The thought current of fear is everywhere. All humanity fears something. Disease, death, loss of fortune, loss of friends, loss of something. Everyone has his or her pet fear. It extends to the most trivial details of life. The streets are full of people who, if fearing nothing else, fear they won't catch a train or the next streetcar. The more sensitive you are to the impress of thought, the more liable are you to be affected by this thought current of fear until your spirit, by constant demand of the supreme power, builds up for itself an armor of thought positive to this current, and one which will deny its access. You can commence this building in saying, whenever you are affected in any way above mentioned or in any disagreeable fashion, I refuse to accept this thought and the mental condition it has brought on me which affects my body. You commence then to turn aside the current thought of evil. Everyone has some pet fear, some disease they may have never had, but always dreading something they are in special fear of losing. Some trifle, 
even but a word or sentence uttered by another, brings this pet fear to mind. Instantly, through long habit, the mind reverts to this fear. Instantly it opens to it, and the whole thought, volume and current, rushes to and acts on them. It acts and vibrates on that particular chord of your nature, which for years has sounded your pet weakness. Then in some way the body is affected disagreeably. There are myriads of different symptoms. The body may become weak and tremulous. There may be loss of appetite, tremulousness, a dry tongue, a bad taste in the mouth, weakness in the joints, drowsiness, difficulty of concentrating the mind on your business, and many other disagreeable sensations. Such symptoms are often classed as malaria. In a sense, the name is a correct one. Only in very many of these cases, it is a bad atmosphere or current of thought, which is acting on our minds instead of the fancied bad material atmosphere. Unquestionably, an atmosphere full of vegetable or animal decomposition will affect many people. But some live for years in the midst of stagnant pools and swamps who have never had malaria. Others far removed from such locations on high and dry ground do have it. They have taken on a thought current of fear. Place yourself in a house where there has recently been panic or scare, though you may know nothing of it. You are well and strong the day before. You arise in the morning, and soon this whole train of disagreeable sensation affects upon you, because the house or place is saturated with the thought current of fear. Put a fear on city, town, or country of some deadly epidemic or some great calamity, and hundreds of the more sensitive, who may have no fear of that epidemic or calamity, are still affected by it disagreeably. The thought current affects in them in their particular weak spot. A fanatic predicts some great catastrophe. The sensational newspapers take up the topic, ventilate it, affect to ridicule, but still write about it. This sets more minds to thinking and more people to talking. The more talk, the more injurious force is generated. As a result, thousands of people are affected by it unpleasantly, some in one way, some in another, because the whole force of that volume of fear is let loose upon them. Some are killed outright. Entirely unaware of the cause, they open their minds more and more to it, dwell on it in secret, put out no resisting thought, until at last the spirit, unable longer to carry such a load, snaps the link which connects it with the body. The more impressionable you are to thought about you, the more you are liable to be thus affected. But you can train your mind to shut out this thought. You can gradually train it to bar tightly this door to weakness and to keep open only the one to strength. You can do this by cultivating the mood of drawing to yourself and keeping in the mood and current of thought coming of God or the supreme power for good. Impressionability, or capacity to receive thought, is source either of strength or weakness. Fine-grained, sensitive, highly developed minds today often carry the weakest bodies, because through ignorance they are always inviting some of these currents of evil without any knowledge of their existence or the means of throwing them off. They are ignorantly either courting or exposing themselves to such current. Improper individual association is one chief source of such exposure. The finer feminine organization is more sensitive to every shade and ray of thought about it, good or bad. Men absorbed in their business generate, for a time, a certain positiveness which throws off the fear current. But this positiveness cannot always last. Women from this cause often suffer a thousandfold more in the privacy of their homes than men are aware of. The average man defines it as woman's way, and wonders why she is so full of nervousness, vapors, notions, and ill health. As you place your reliance on the infinite mind to bring you out of all these agencies for ill, the mind in some way will bring many material aids to help you out. 
that mind will suggest medicines and foods and surroundings and changes not only to help you temporarily but permanently so that when you are cured you are cured for all time a cheerful buoyant hopeful mind and no mind is cheerful hopeful and buoyant without being nearer the infinite than one that is depressed sour and gloomy be that mind of your doctor or your friend will help you to get out of the injurious thought current regard such mind as a help from the infinite but don't put your whole trust in that individual put the trust in the supreme power which has sent to you the individual as a temporary aid or crutch until your spiritual limbs are strong enough to bear you the more you get into the thought current coming from the infinite mind making yourself more and more a part of that mind exactly as you may become a part of any vein of low morbid unhealthy mind in opening yourself to that current the quicker you are freshened and renewed physically and mentally you become continually a newer being changes for the better come quicker and quicker your power increases to bring results you lose gradually all fear as it is proven more and more to you that when you are in the thought current of infinite good there is nothing to fear you realize more and more clearly that there is a great power and force which cares for you you are wonderstruck at the fact that when your mind is set in the right direction all material things come to you with very little physical or external effort you wonder then at man's toiling and striving fagging himself out literally to death when from such excess of effort he actually drives from him the rounded out good of health happiness and material prosperity all combined you will see in this demand for the highest good that you are growing to power greater than you ever dreamed of it will dawn on you that real life destined for the awakened few now and the many in the future is a dazzling dream a permanent realization that is happiness to exist a serenity and contentment without abatement a transition from pleasure to pleasure and from the great to the greater pleasure you find as you get more and more into the current of the infinite mind that exhausting toil is not required of you but that when you commit yourself in trust to this current and let it bear you where it will all things needful will come to you when you are getting into the right thought current when you are getting into the right thought current you may for a time experience more of uneasiness physical and mental than ever this is because the new element acting on you makes you more sensitive to the presence of evil the new is driving the old out the new thought current searches and detects every little error in your mind before unnoticed and repels it this causes a struggle and mind and body are for a time unpleasantly affected by it it is like a house a cleaning a process usually involving a good deal of dust and disturbance the new spirit you call to you is cleaning your spiritual house there is no limit to the power of the thought current you can attract to you nor limit to the things that can be done through the individual by it in the future some people will draw so much of the higher quality of thought to them that by it they will accomplish what some would call miracles in this capacity of the human mind for drawing a thought current ever increasing in fineness of quality and power lies the secret of what has been called magic the law of transmutation refers to changing a particular energy into another form or type of energy it says that energy can be transformed and is constantly changing change is constant and always occurring and transmutation is a process that will govern these changes that occur in the universe it prevents stillness and decay and allows the progression and improvement of almost everything in the universe the law of transmutation can also be applied to metaphysical or ethereal energy creative and mental energy in humans can also be transmuted to actions and changes 
This energy can be transformed into different forms and actions and is almost infinite and boundless. This energy is considered to be the most powerful type of energy as it can be used to shape reality and has permitted people to achieve their goals and dominate the entire world. However, without effort, thoughts, motivations, as well as focus, this energy cannot be utilized to its utmost potential. The law of transmutation occurs almost everywhere and perpetually governs the universe. It allows the changes in the universe to continue to happen and prevent stagnation. This allows progression and continued succession. Energy in the universe is being transformed constantly and will continue to change. Nothing will stay in its original form and would be constantly undergoing the process of transmutation. Energy from the environment continuously flows and undergoes transmutation. Even people undergo this transmutation. Nothing and no one is capable of escaping its grasps. Instead, one should utilize it to their fullest ability and use it to change their direction and enhance their situation. Humans are special beings with the consciousness that allows them to utilize, see and observe the law of transmutation. People are the only beings in existence with consciousness. In a sense, people are the universe, made conscious and capable of seeing its path and shaping everything in it. Humans can utilize the law of transmutation to their own desires. They can utilize it by directing the changes in the energy to their own benefits. With it, they can utilize the energy and resources already present in the universe and carve its shape and form whatever they want. This has permitted them to move mountains, shape rivers, and do many more things that other beings could not even comprehend. Humans are very special and powerful because of this. People also hold within themselves the capability to utilize creative and mental energies. These energies are special in such a manner that they can be used to manipulate almost everything and shape it into any form. Humans have the ability to use these energies to create an almost infinite and boundless path. They can make anything happen if they utilize these energies. These have been shown throughout all of the histories. Humans have been able to defy all logic and shape the world using their ingenuity. They can defy almost anything and utilize the law of transmutation to whatever they want. With enough focus and stubbornness, humans are able to utilize these energies and convert them into almost anything to their want as long as they are creative enough. However, one should not forget the power of cooperation. Humans are strong on their own and can realize their dreams in their lonesome. One should always remember that people can use synergy to create better results and transcend all. The law of transmutation benefits all and can be further extended to greater efficiency if people work together toward a common goal. Only then, at that point, humans can become the masters of their fate and the universe. Humans should also know how and when to start. They should always consider starting small at the beginning and slowly work it out. You can become bigger once you start out small. And usually it is those small instances that create echoes that, in the end, would have the biggest results. So remember to begin small and not worry about it as the beginnings often are the biggest challenges and would result in the greatest gains. The law of transmutation does not simply mean one is to one as a one would sometimes result into a two. A small thing causing big effects is a usual occurrence here. Having companions means multiple minds that may interact and further boost knowledge and creativity. This will lead to greater energy and greater transmuting powers. One must not be worried about relationships as it is needed to progress and enhance the individualistic aspects of oneself. Clashes of ideas and thought may happen, but it too is beneficial for everyone. This can provide outlets for discussions and would further allow the gaining of insights. Eventually, resolutions can be made that will further straighten the direction and allow progress to go much faster and in a better manner. 
Not all fights are bad, as some are necessary for change that will be crucial to changing the world. The Law of Transmutation talks about the need for focus and end goals to utilize the power within the people. Creative and mental energy is an infinite well of energy that people can harness and enjoy. However, one cannot utilize it to their utmost potential if they do not have the willpower and motivation. It would be just like gasoline that does not have a lighter. It would not burn if the lighter does not create heat and fire that will result in a chain reaction that would allow the release of massive energy and heat. In a similar case, people need a spark that will cause a series of reactions that will start the utilization of the said energy. With this, the energy inside people will burn and continue to burn until they succeed. More importantly, the universe is ever-changing, and that is because of the Law of Transmutation. The Law of Transmutation permits the change of energy, and it is constantly in effect. One should not just accept their fate and submit. They should always be willing to change their situation and utilize the creative energy present within them and not settle. They should not submit to defeatism and should struggle and fight for their dreams. This law is a powerful law that will allow everyone to shape the world. Settling should not be an option, and the people should be focused and motivated to create a better world and situation for themselves and for all. They should not stagnate and decay, as it would be counterproductive and the opposite of what this law wants. The law of transmutation is a law of change, and what was before is not guaranteed to last forever. People should always move and make use of their energy to continue onward and push for a better future. They can even collaborate to create a more holistic change and a better world for many. The law of transmutation is a law that ensures progress for all and gives the ability for everyone to induce changes in the world. So humans should always try to use it and not just lie down and be sad about their predicaments. They can always change. Change is always possible. Convert the energy within you and manifest it in a physical manner. Fundamentals of the Law of Transmutation The universe is governed by multiple laws and rules that maintain order and prevent chaos. One of these laws is the Law of Transmutation. Transmutation means transformation. The law of transmutation refers to the transformation of a particular state or form into another form or state which can be either for good or bad. Usually, it is the energy that is transformed. This is very much evident in the daily lives of people. The sun gives light energy that humans can harness into electricity. Electricity in the outlets can be made into light. Our bodies can move and give off energy. Humans do not accept the surroundings as it is and are capable of shaping it. They can move mountains, create rivers, bring down forests, and create cities with this energy. Humans are limitless beings that can bring forth just about every innovation and building with these energies. These types of energies are the most powerful ones as they can be transmuted to just about anything. One must remember that to utilize this powerful energy which is present within oneself, one should put in the effort and have the vision. Without effort of becoming the catalyst to transmute the energy, it would just be useless and all for naught. Thoughts and effort must be needed to utilize this full power of this energy. Motivation is very much critical for one's own process of transmuting the creative and mental energy. Without any of these, the potent creative and mental energy that people contain would just be rendered into a stagnant form. However, not everyone can focus and use this energy. One should have an end goal in mind and must not be willing to settle for what they get as it is. There must be a will to change their conditions. This is another important realization in the Law of Transmutation especially with regards to the energy of humans and their capabilities. As people, 
They always have the power to bring forth change and create a better situation for the world and for themselves. They should never be satisfied with the way things are and for the way things are occurring. One could always transmute and transform the energy and use it as an agent to improve the current conditions and bring about a great change. Never settle for less. Humans are the conscious part of the universe and are the only beings capable of shaping, creating, and utilizing these energies to their benefit. One must not let this ability go to waste. Lastly, transmutation is present everywhere. One must be knowledgeable and smart enough to utilize it and use their thoughts to transmute and use this energy and resources within oneself and in the environment to create a more optimal reality. Small Steps, Big Energy The law of transmutation simply states that energy can manifest itself in physical form. One's thoughts, their mental energy, can be used to make things happen in their will. And whether one's mental energy is positive or negative, the energy can also manifest itself physically and will create positive or negative physical effects, depending on the type of energy. This law of mental energy, transforming from one form to another, is one of the fundamental laws that the universe is acting on. It is one of the universal laws that are being exhibited in physics, or in the interaction of matter with one another. One of the most basic laws in classical physics is the law of conservation of matter. It states that matter can neither be created nor destroyed. Matter can only change physically, through physical change and chemically through chemical change. Physical change is the change in which the initial object is still similar to outcome object. Take paper as an example. When one cuts paper, the paper matter is not destroyed. It is only changed from one physical form to another smaller physical form. The paper is still paper, just smaller. Chemical change, on the other hand, is the change in which the initial object is not similar to the outcome object. When one burns paper, the paper matter is not destroyed. Instead, it is only changed to ash matter. This is called a chemical change, set by the reaction of the paper with its contact with the fire. Another law in physics is the first law of thermodynamics. It is the law of conservation of energy. This law states that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only change from one form to another. It means that the total amount of energy in the universe is constant and will never change, and instead it only changes form. One such example is the simple kinetic and potential energy. These two energies transform themselves interchangeably with each other, depending on how an object moves. When an object falls, its potential energy is transferred into kinetic energy. This kinetic energy becomes higher the further an object falls, and the bigger its energy, the more impact it can create. When the object halts its fall, the kinetic energy of the object is transferred or transformed back into potential energy. However, these laws are shattered by a brilliant mind, that of Albert Einstein. These laws were used in an assumption that matter and energy cannot be created or destroyed. But Einstein proved them wrong. Using his very famous formula, E equals mc squared, he reasoned that one can create energy using matter, and one can create matter using energy. And it was brilliantly correct. Alongside his other works, such as the theory of relativity, Einstein was held as one of the greatest scientists to have ever lived and has left a profound impact to the lives of almost all humans and humans of future generations. His work has led to the creation of nuclear energy. So how does the equation E equals mc squared find a loophole in the laws of conservation of matter and energy? In the famous equation, the variable E means energy, M means matter, and C is the constant speed of light. Einstein states that the amount of energy created from a single mass is equivalent to the mass being multiplied by the speed of light squared. 
It means that the amount of energy being stored in a single matter is extremely huge. In fact, the amount of energy stored in the matter of a single dime can power entire cities for years or even decades. However, current human technology is unable to transform such simple objects into pure energy and does not have the capacity to store them efficiently. As of the moment, there are several applications for the harnessing of energy, although they are still inefficient. To give one an idea about the amount of energy that can be stored in one matter, one can look upon the destructive effects of nuclear bombs. The amount of atom of nuclear material in a nuclear warhead only amounts to the number of atoms in a single dollar bill. However, this number of atoms is enough to obliterate entire cities. That is the amount of energy that is stored in matter. Each atom holds a very huge amount of energy. So how does Einstein's genius relate to one's own self? One can apply the equation E equals mc squared to oneself. Just a small amount of attitude can translate into a huge amount of energy, and this energy can be transformed into something good or positive. His equation can teach one that even a very small object or event can cascade into something much more beautiful, more productive, or more eventful result. Even something so simple such as a smile can carry one's attitude throughout the day. Sometimes the smallest things carry the biggest impacts, just as how the biggest trees begin their life from the smallest seeds. A small positive change in one's attitude can create a huge positive mental energy, and this positive mental energy in turn can be created into a huge positive physical energy. This energy can then be harnessed by the individual in order to make positive changes in his or her life. Just small, consistent steps are all it takes in order to achieve one's dreams. However, one must be careful, because the same is true for negative energy. Sometimes all it takes is one bad habit in order to destroy someone's life. Sometimes all it takes is one bad day, and everything cascades into chaos. One must be very careful of his or her attitude and mental energy, as it can leave a very huge impact on their lives. One must always be positive and harness their positive energy to the fullest, to live their lives to the fullest, and to realize their dreams to the fullest. Sometimes all it takes is one small positive attitude to transform one's life for the best. Multiplication not addition. One of the basic premises of the law of transmutation is that one's thoughts or mental energy can be transformed into physical energy, and the amount of mental energy can be proportional to the physical energy it creates. Not just that, but the effects of the physical energy, whether it will be positive or negative, is also influenced by the mental energy itself. So the bigger and more positive one's mental energy is, the bigger and more positive the harnessed physical energy is, and this in turn results in a more profound and much more meaningful outcome. If one wills something, they will follow the necessary steps in order to achieve it. Their will or attitude will create mental energy, and the individual can use that energy by them following the necessary steps in order to achieve it. However, what if someone has multiple wants? What if someone wants a lot of things that may not be easy to achieve? They might have contradictory wants that their resulting wills just cancel each other out. What if someone wants to work, but they also want to study? They also want a better body. They also want a stronger and brighter mind. They also want to become more stable financially. They also want to build a good relationship with their friends and partners, etc. All of these cannot just be willed to existence. Each and every one of them might cancel one's will into doing the other, since each of them requires time and energy. Each of them needs their physical energy, and one's mental energy may not be enough to fuel them all at the same time. 
However, one can simply change their mindset of not adding or subtracting their different mental energies. They can simply multiply their different mental energies, born from their different wants, to create an even bigger mental energy. This bigger energy can then be transmuted into physical energy, which could be used in order to accomplish a person's wants and dreams. Addition is the process in which two numbers or entities are added to each other. It is simply a linear way of increasing and may not be able to produce the biggest results from small numbers. On the other hand, multiplication is the process in which a number or entity is added to itself multiple times, equivalent to the other number or entity. For example, in addition, 5 plus 5 equals 10, but in multiplication, 5 times 5 equals 25. They have the same number, but multiplication yields a bigger result. Another example is 100 plus 100. In addition, it is simply 200. But in multiplication, 100 times 100 is 10,000. It is very huge compared to the initial number and the result of the addition. Just a simple change from the addition of one's mental energy into multiplication of one's energy can produce a much bigger and much better results. All it took was a simple change in mindset and it produced a much higher result. And this mindset is what sets a lot of billionaires apart from the rest. They have a winner's mentality. They have a very strong and positive attitude, energy, and will that manifested itself into something really big. They have a lot of things that they want to be done, and their focus never faded. Their mental energy was multiplied, and this huge mental energy manifested in their success. Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs, etc., all of them are dreamers and innovators that worked hard to turn their dreams into reality. One interesting example of this mentality would be Steve Jobs. He didn't really start good with his life. In fact, he had it pretty rough. He was raised by his adoptive parents and didn't even know about his biological mother and father until he was 30 years old. Also, he didn't excel much in the early years of elementary. However, later in elementary, when he had shown promise, he was accelerated into middle school, but was bullied there. Jobs hated middle school so much that he just wanted to drop out. In college, Jobs immediately dropped out during the first semester. Jobs had a pretty rough start in his life, but he still persuaded his love for technology. Later on, he partnered with Steve Wozniak, an American engineer, to build the Apple I computer. And from there, his success kept on coming. The later iterations of the Apple computer started to sell more, and the day Jobs publicly traded Apple, his company was valued at $1.2 billion. A guy who didn't know his real parents and was a college dropout now owns a company worth more than a billion dollars. And he later on led several projects that have changed the world forever. He revolutionized animations through Pixar, the way people listen to music through the iPod, the way people talked through the iPhone, and the way people did tasks with the iPads. A college dropout, a foster child, a guy who didn't excel in academics, has changed the world forever through his sheer will and determination. His will to become successful was huge, and in turn his mental energy, his creativity, was also huge. He wanted a lot of things, and they powered his drive for greatness. One's thoughts and wills are mental energy that one can harness to achieve something, Wanting to have a decent job will create a mental energy. Wanting to be in a good relationship creates mental energy. Wanting good physical and mental well-being create mental energy. Wanting a house and a car will create mental energy. And one must be wise and use these mental energies to their fullest. One must multiply the mental energy from these things that he or she wants in order to create a bigger mental energy. And if one spends time and effort into something, that mental energy will manifest itself. One will be successful in achieving what they really want. If one wants a lot of things done, if one wants something huge done, 
A simple change in mindset can really mean a huge difference. It has to be multiplication and not addition. Multiple Minds, Greater Heights Wanting to achieve or accomplish something empowers one to exert time and effort in order to achieve it. And this will to exert time and effort is the manifestation of his or her mental energy that pushes the individual to pursue what they want. However, for as long as humanity has existed, a lot of great things were born through the collaboration of different amazing minds. Different people, with each one having great mental energy and creativity, join forces and transform their mental energy into something great that would not be achieved by a single human alone. Humans are very social beings. People depend on each other for food, jobs, opportunities, security, love, etc. This connection with one another has been embedded in the very fabric of human society. Humans have evolved to rely on one another, just like how organs in one's body have evolved to rely on one another. In a human's body, different organs rely on the lungs to inhale oxygen and to exhale carbon dioxide. The different organs rely on the mouth to eat and the stomach to digest the food. The different organs rely on the heart to pump blood throughout the body. The different organs rely on the brain to give instructions for survival, etc. Each and every organ relies on one another for something they cannot do, and the same is true for human society. Humans have relied on farmers to create food, on the military and police for security, on the government for leadership, on the workers for the economy, on teachers and professors to enlighten the future generation, etc. Humans also need one another for emotional support, to look out for each other, and to take care of each other. And relying on one another is, without exaggeration, a very strong evolutionary advantage humans have. Greatness can be achieved through talent, hard work, a little bit of luck, and determination. But what if there are multiple people that are as hard-working and as talented as one another, working on a single project? All of their mental energies are harnessed in order to achieve something that one human being can simply not do alone. Their collective mental energy has propelled humans to heights never been witnessed before. One good example is the birth of aviation. The luxury of modern aviation humans has enjoyed for the past decades is not the product of one human being. Humans can now enjoy traveling across the world in only a matter of hours, safely and efficiently. But modern aviation was not birthed from a single person alone. It is the product of multiple generations of constant innovations from different people, of different backgrounds. It is the product of the hard work, talent, and determination of thousands, if not millions, of people throughout history. At its very infancy, the first working plane was invented by the Wright brothers. It was then improved upon by thousands of very talented and very hard-working engineers during World War I and World War II. After that, there have been countless of iterations in order to increase the efficiency and safety of these planes, to the point that statistically it is safer to ride a plane than to travel on road. Another miracle birthed from the innovation of a lot of people is the advancement of medicine. Millions of doctors and scientists throughout history have worked collectively in order to improve the medical knowledge of humanity. Modern medicine is the product of millions of very bright and determined minds in order to achieve something spectacular for humanity. In the past, a simple wound could have led to death as severe infections were very common back then. Today. It is nothing more than a simple inconvenience due to the rise of modern antibiotics. Back in the day, one would lose their life to a simple diarrhea, but now there are a lot of measures in order to cure someone from diarrhea. And the advancements in the field of medicine have helped humans live longer and better, and in just 200 years the average lifespan of humans increased by almost triple. From 29 years old of average lifespan during the 1800s to 35 years old during the 1900s and 70 years today.
Another example of the different mind energies working together to achieve something wonderful is landing of humans on the moon. Who would have thought that humans could reach the moon? And it was done just 60 years after the first plane took off. It took just one generation to go from primal flight into reaching the moon. Humans have an insane potential of doing incredible things when they work together. Not a single human could have reached the moon alone. The effort of going to the moon took the effort and talents of millions of engineers, scientists, architects, pilots, etc. around the world. Millions of humans have pooled their mental energy and helped propel the rocket into the moon. It is through the effort of countless of people that have sacrificed a part of their lives in order to make their dream of humans of reaching the moon possible. Humans by themselves can achieve a lot of things. They can achieve feats that are unthinkable even for themselves, if they really dedicate time and effort in achieving their dreams. As long as people transform their mental energy and creativity into something productive, they can achieve their dreams and change the lives of other people around them. They can achieve their dreams of being rich, of being comfortable with life, of learning and discovering new things. However, there are dreams so big that it needs the mental energy of a lot of people. There are visions that are so huge that one person can simply not do it alone. Dreams such as reaching the moon, colonizing other planets, making the average lifespan of the world above 100, achieving universal world peace, etc., require mental energies of millions to come together. All of these are dreams that may not be achieved by a single person alone. But as a species, humans can pool their resources together, their collective intelligence, in order to achieve something better and greater. The more the number of people who contribute their mental energy into something, the better the results can be. The law of transmutation governs the changes of energy and form that is present in our reality. It allows the energy and the world to continue in its progress and not just be in a particular state and stale. This law also dictates that change is constant and would continuously occur in the world. Nothing stays the same. Nothing would be the same as it was in the beginning, and its current state might not be its final state. Transmutation would ensure transformation of everything, whether it is voluntary or not. The reality that was before cannot be maintained as is, and change would always be eminent. Change is the only thing permanent in this reality and universe. Nothing is above this law. For humans, creative and mental energy is their most powerful gift. It can be utilized and transformed into countless forms, and has allowed the shaping of reality as well as the world to what the people want or need. Humans can utilize this energy to become the most dominant creature in the world and transform the environment to what it wants. Mountains can be moved, forests could be leveled, and rivers could be shaped. Nothing can limit this energy that humans possess. However, if a person does not have the motivation and focus, this energy would not bear good fruits and could only be utilized in a limited manner. This means that for people to reach their potential, they should have an end goal and maintain focus at all times. To utilize the energy and transmute them into a more fruitful one, small steps could be made first. These small steps often would lead into big results, more than what anyone could dream of. Starting out small is not a shame, as everything that became big would start out small. Small things could also bring forth large stuff so that should be kept in the mind. In the world of physics, E equals mc squared is a famous equation that led to atomic energy. This shows that a small amount of matter can release a huge amount of energy. Comparing it to one's daily life, this means that small actions could cause a chain reaction that could bring forth huge and powerful change, especially the ones that are directed toward the person's life. One should also not forget that humans are capable of working together and amounting to much more. 
Humans are capable of linking their energies and transmuting it into a larger form of energy. This means that people who work together are much more capable than what two people working separately could ever do. Humans are social beings that can utilize synergy to produce more results. Synergy refers to the product of a group that works together, having more potential and value than the work of the same number of individuals added together. This would imply that together, humans can transmute in a larger capacity, thus allowing more change and transformation to occur if they work hand in hand. The law of transmutation has allowed people to soar toward greater heights, whether as individuals or groups. People in groups have been able to do more and have shown to be much more capable. Using synergy and the power of creative and mental energy, humans can do just about anything. As long as they put the effort, focus, and thoughts, they can transform this energy into physical manifestations and shape the world on their own.